The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. Mr. Max. Hello, Mrs. Sai. Mrs. Sai. <laughs> Master Sai. Master Sai. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, mate. How's things? All good? Yeah, really good. Are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, mate. I got sore. <laughs> I got really sore. Yeah, you were saying, and I didn't care in the pre-chat. So go on, tell us like, what what has happened with your ass. I got the. I was sat on a Monday. Um, normally, when Charlie gets home from school, I watch a couple of episodes of Doctor Who with her. Um, after I've been incredibly professional and already prepped for chain wrestling during the day, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and no, that's actually the truth. That is what I do now, because I know Charlie wants to come in on a Monday and watch Doctor Who look, so... She's motivated me. But I was sat there, watching Doctor Who, and my, uh, my eye just started itching. It's quite sore. Uh, you know? Yeah, it really hurts. It really hurts. So if I look a bit wonky or either a bit squinty or whatever, is that, that'd is be that, Is that legitimately the whole story? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's sore as hell. It really, really hurts. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing that. Well, you ask. <laughs> you ask. You know? I did. I did ask, <laughs> and I've you did. bitterly regret it. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. Oh, we get to watch a bit of 80s wrestling, mate, don't we? I know. I'll fucking fume about it. <laughs> already two minutes in and i'm swearing but let, we'll discuss that at the appropriate time at the appropriate time at the appropriate time okay come in the Shout. chat straight away size got pink size got pink eye huh, yeah okay <laughs> uh shall we start the show properly then now everyone's you know mocked me about my bad eye and stuff well i say everyone you and cam but that's <laughs> enough mate that's enough yes let's do it Okie dokie, all squint eyed like that, yeah. American Dream. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard. Hey, he's American 
Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Max and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 111. All the ones, Magsy, 111. 111-2-1. It's a lot of episodes, isn't it? It's, it's, a lot of two, it's, it's 110 episodes too many. Ooh, Some would you. say. <laughs> I am Sai, and with me as always is the Starcade to my podcast charade that's right i just wing it literally just wing it i don't know how i've got my own network it's fucking ridiculous the rick flair to my cocaine bear have you seen the trailers for this i'm going to see this film it looks oh ridiculous my. and it's it a true story insane. yeah it looks insane it, i'm gonna really enjoy it i can't wait it, it's right up my street it's absolute nonsense a big bear and drugs. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a weekend in Gloucester. <laughs> I was, that was literally going to make the same joke. <laughs> a podcaster that, when left alone for too long, dances around in polka dot pants and calls himself the Burnley Dream. The podfather himself, Mr. Mags. How are you, sir? The Burnley Dream, if you will. I'm doing if good. I'm doing very, very good. Good weekend, mate. Good week. Yeah, um, hectic weekend. Uh, there was uh, Floyd Mayweather were boxing on the Saturday, um, okay, and and then yesterday Jake Paul's um, and Tommy Fury's boxing. So yeah, we got the projector out and projected it onto the back wall outside, and yeah, we had a jolly good time. That's not a wall that you know is part of your house or belongs to you is it you just li- literally oh it's our house wall yeah sat in the middle of the street projecting it against the fucking i actually <laughs> to test because it's the first time we've done we've used a projector outside and i tested it on my neighbor's wall first just in case it did work um brilliant but yeah it, we yeah we pulled the uh had the projector on um projected onto the wall and watched jake paul get his ass whipped which was yeah. fun okay okay that's logan paul's brother isn't it yeah, the yes. the I mean the the most knobhead of the Logan of the Paul brothers. Oh, he's worse than the other one, is he? Because I I got I got no knowledge of the one who does the boxing. Oh, he's whatsoever. very much the worst. Yeah, he's very much the worst. Yeah. Oh dear. Okie doke. I, I just don't like them, to be honest. Uh, Kings plays better in the chat. Also, how are you? He says, uh, um, Tommy Lee versus Natalie done fight the weekend. Yeah, that fight was ridiculous. So I think these two are American um, kind of reality stars slash actresses, and they hated each other. It was a typical, we don't know how to box, but let's just beat the piss out of each other fight. Yeah, who were brilliant. Okay, a proper scrap then. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, well seeing as you've already started, Maxie, shall we run through the chat and see who has joined us early on? Yes, we shall. So very early doors was uh, Connor. Uh, hello to you, sir. How are hello. how are you doing? Uh, Dan Griffin then jumping in. Good, e- good evening, Mags and Sir. You beautiful buttholes. Ironic that I'm actually not a butthole today. I am Ric Flair's windmilling penis, quite clearly. You are. You feel like you're emerging from the front of Ric Flair's trunks. I, I, I feel like Ric Flair is going to flash me to a to a air stewardess very very soon. <laughs> <laughs> he then continues and says a cordial how do you do to the rest of the CWF followed quickly by Cam hello sir and uh, James Yamal Roy and King Flickbetter how are you guys all doing um, this is brilliant Sarah's got pink hair that definitely does need to be a new SJP shirt 
I have not got pink eye. I have not. No, you're just doing a, a parrot impression. I mean, you've got the accent down. I mean, parrots <laughs> and Gloucester are literally <laughs> the same people. Is that and yeah? Then, they that, it, are they literally just, the same people? Are they? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many Jolly Roger flags flying from Combine Harvest. Mate, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, not what. Three minutes into the show, and then Sharon says, shit, it's Monday night, and you know what that means. And do you know why Sharon was late doing this uh, this message? It's because she sat in the green room right now waiting to jump into waiting. the show for, for Mags and Sarah. Loitering, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, loitering <laughs> is a perfect way to explain it. Uh, Dan Griffin said he's off to see Cocaine Bear next week. Looks amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for the sequel, Heroin Squirrel. <laughs> a little bit darker, though. There's not that much comedy in, in Heroin Squirrel. <laughs> oh, Heroin Squirrel, brilliant. Um, Cam saying, no, isn't one about a crocodile. What a cocaine crocodile. That'd be brutal. Absolutely brutal. Meth credit has already been made. <laughs> Meth, methagator. Jesus Christ. And all this drugs talk and then Charlie's in. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. Apologies for, for these these reprobates in, in the CWF. Um, Dan Kane, hello, sir. How are you? And then uh, Kingsley Brown said, autocorrect attack of the meth gator, apparently it's called. So it's not meth oh, credit. Okay. Um, never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> Meth, yeah, that's that's when you go to the bank for a loan and you, you yeah. smacked off your tits. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Dan says, "Never thought I'd see the day that Mags was Ric Flair's shroom tip." Well, I mean, I'm making everyone's Christmas then, aren't I? Already. Oddly, I thought that that day would come around very quickly. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> and then back around and around and around and around. <laughs> Dad Powell, the pink card pirate. <laughs> and then finally, Sharon is a serial loiter. I mean, there's laws against that, you know, Sharon. There, there is. is laws against it. There yeah, is that's indeed. the chat all, all caught up with. Fantastic stuff. Well, we mentioned her plenty. Loitering in the background, ready. Magsy, shall we get on with Mags versus Soy this week? Let's do it. Soy. <laughs> <laughs> just the cow. It just like, makes no sense whatsoever. And here she is, Quizmaster Sharon. How are you doing, my love? I'm well, thank you, husband. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Okay. So, same format. I feel, as I feel like a bit of a gooseberry in this. Like, like here's the, the loving couple and then me. Well, if anything, I reckon Charlotte will be the gooseberry because surely you and me are the loving couple. Well, that is very true. <laughs> He's my husband now, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the off. You'll drive all the way to Burnley. Bloody hell, I'm going to get rid of you that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Where Sharon has uh, her beautiful face has popped up on our screen now. Magsy, your little window's gone higher, and you actually look like your Ric Flair's head. 
as opposed to Ric Flair's head. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the format of Mags v. Psy, first of all, where have you been the last few weeks, you mugs? Secondly, it's very simple. It's five questions each, <laughs> penalty shootout format. Uh, Sharon is our quiz master. She will ask us a question each one by one, and then whoever gets the most out of five at the end wins this round. And we're currently sat at one each, Mags. We are. One apiece, yes. One so a it's piece. all to play for. Oh, feel the excitement and the tension. Um, <laughs> right then, I'm ready whenever you are. Well, shall we not first explain what this week's topic is? Oh, yeah, we should do, shouldn't we? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah, we should. So yeah. <laughs> t- today, uh, the 27th of February in the year 2000, uh, Kurt Angle won the Intercontinental Champion to be a double champion at the time, the Euro continental champion. Uh, so I thought that would be uh, a perfect way to, to get a topic for this quiz. So we've gone for uh, the European, the WWF slash WWE European championship. So that's this week's topic. It is indeed something that when I started trying to put together questions for Mr. Max, I realized I know nothing at all about. So I fully expect to get trounced this week, but let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. Who's going first, Magsy? You got. You can go first. Oh, thanks, mate. You never Sharon. really get to go first, do you? I don't, mate, ever. 111 episodes, and you always go first with everything. Yeah, I mean, as as it should be, but I'll let you go first this one time. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Sharon, I am ready when you are. Okay. Mr. Simon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There are 14 flags on the European title belt representing 11 different countries. Name two of the three countries that have more than one flag on the belt. So there's three countries that have more than one flag. Mm-hmm. And I've got named two. Yeah. Okay. Bloody hell. Um, I'm going to go with the UK. Is that one of them? Is, is that, that your answer? Yeah, exactly. Look at me jumping in. That it's up to the quizmaster. It is. I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna go with the UK as one of my answers. Yep. Okay. And ah, oh, bloody hell. Um, I think Germany's on the side, so it's Germany at the bottom as well. I'll go with Germany. Okay, you are right with one. Oh, pressure. Um, <laughs> I was about to say something really stupid then. Oh, no, you've only really got a name two. You got me confused then, thinking I'd done something wrong. You've only really got a name two, you've named two, and one was wrong. No, but it can, oh. it let it, it can have three guesses. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, the French? I fucking bitterly regret giving you that <laughs> option. <laughs> 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 is that right? Yeah. The answer is Germany, France, and Portugal. Portugal? That's random, isn't it? There's a Romanian flag on there as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean it's random as in it's not, because obviously Portugal's part of Europe, of course. Yeah. But I mean, it's random that Portugal is on there twice. Mm. UK on the, is on there one time. Uh, okay. I'm quite good with flags, to be fair. Flags, I'm a bit of a geek, like that. Well, so. you, you got that one right, so well done. Yay. <laughs> Mr. Max, K- 
Kurt Angle defended both the European title and the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 2000. Mm -hmm. But who did he win the European title from? Oh, my brain is telling me test, but I don't know if that's true. I think that might be too early. I want to say Val Venus. I think I'm going to go with Val Venus. Is that your final answer? If it's going to be test, I'll be, I'll be fuming. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Val, Val Venus. And you are correct. Oh. What a sight. What a sight. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, Mr. Oh, Simon. Hello. <laughs> Triple H is a two-time European champion, reigning for almost six months combined. But how many wrestlers did he defeat in title defences during his reigns? Oh my God. I've got absolutely no idea. I'm gonna, the, the fact that this is a question, I'm assuming it's gonna be quite an obscure number. I'm gonna say maybe quite a low number, maybe four, five? Four? Four. I'll go with four. Is that your final answer? Yeah, go on. One. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it beat Owen, Owen Hart twice. Oh, did he? Is that all? Yeah. What a shit champion. <laughs> I mean, he, he was best friends with Shawn Michaels, who was also a very shit champion. He will, hey, we'll have no, we'll have no Sean slander here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> um, I've lost my place already. How unprofessional. Um, right, Mr. Max. X-Pac had two title reigns. Who did he beat to start both? Oh, because these, this is, I'm sure, I was, because I was going to put as a question about, I mean, you might have put it, but about title flip-flopping where one person beats the other and this was part of the answer so i know it's deal or brown but yeah it's, it's it's weird that 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 was that was that come up and i was going to come up with that question huh? we go and what's there, even yeah. weirder is the fact that uh, dan said it before the question was asked <laughs> dan dan <laughs> using his his wibbly wobbly timey wimey to and pre-answer the question Dan Griffin in the chat answering the question before it's even been asked. That's some psychic <laughs> shit, that is. Look at that. What are they putting in the water in York? I, I want to know the, the lottery numbers then. I'd just be happy to know the answer to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you, you're just a man of simple pleasures, aren't you? I am, mate. I am. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be offended now or not. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with simple pleasures. Yes, be offended, Sharon. Be offended. And remember, I'm your husband and you're the quiz master. Just keep that just, in the back of your mind. Just because <laughs> you're punching well above your weight, sir. Very much so. And I've got a lot of weight to punch above, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mr. Simon. Uh -huh. Question number three. Who was the European champion when the WWF became the WWE? Oh, see, I, I, I think, I think I know this. Is it Spike Dudley? Is that a question or an answer? Ah, oh, see, now I'm thinking, was it Regal? No, I'm gonna go with Spike Dudley. You are correct. Yay! 
<laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> simple things. So, Mr. Mags, question three. Mm-hmm. Who was the last non-American European champion? Non-American? So, we that Canadian, because I think there's only ever two Europeans. Um... It's, it's got to be regal, surely. Because like, it goes Dallas, regal, Spark, regal, Jeff, then Rob. So, yeah, it's regal. You are correct. Oh. How can you reel that off from the top of your head like that? I love this belt. I love the belt. It's a beautiful looking belt. I just know jack shit about it. <laughs> well... Maybe you should. Maybe this well, should I'm, be a lesson to you, sir. I'm getting taught a lesson. I am indeed. I am indeed. Oh, see, it's you're it, still in there, though. It's still. It's all, what is it? Three, three, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got three out of three so far. So if I get the next one wrong, mate, oof. That <laughs> 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 Griffin lottery numbers. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's fifty-five in the lottery. I don't think fifty-five. Are you playing like an American lottery, Dan? I thought you'd put S's there. Actually, just trying to be funny. Those fives, really. Yeah, thought okay. they were S's. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, only my eyes tested quite badly, I think. <clears throat> oh. The less said about that, the better. Oh, Maybe. this is my favourite question. Of all the questions, I love this question. Oh, God. Go on, then. Mr. Simon, question <laughs> number four. Al Snow had a 48-day run with the European title where he would come to the ring dressed in various European stereotypical clothing. When representing Germany, he wore lederhosen and a string of bratwurst. But which famous person's photo did he carry with him? Oh, my God. I can't even I can't even picture I can remember him being dressed in different guises, but I can't even picture the German one. And this is terrible because when you mention famous Germans, all I can think of is Hitler. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I mean that Vince would probably go for that. <laughs> I mean that's heat. Um I oh my goodness. Was it Jürgen Klinsmann then? I don't know. That's just a wild... St- I don't know. I've got no idea. No idea. Jürgen Klinsmann. <laughs> the answer is David Hasselhoff. Oh, my God. I fought Hasselhoff. And then I was like, no, he's not German. Oh, yeah, he was a massive God. star. Germany absolutely loved him. The best one of uh, Al Snow's costumes was the British one. When he uh, he come out with a picture of William Regal and he, he drew a monocle onto, onto head. So she's a little British. <laughs> oh my god, I'm kicking myself now. Ah, uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Mr. Max, question Hello. number four. Kurt Angle famously held the European and Intercontinent Intercontinental titles at the same time. Mm-hmm. Who were the other two wrestlers to have done this? So it's Jarrett and Dilo Brown. Well, D'Lo was actually... Correct. I should have said D'Lo Brown first because he was the first one. <laughs> All right, sure. You are correct. <laughs> I'm getting absolutely schooled here. No, absolutely not. 
do, you, you didn't think you'd get any and you've already got two, so you've surpassed your expectations. I have. That is true. That is true. I mean, you can't win now, but, you know. <laughs> Thanks, <Sam. laughs> like, <laughs> I was there trying to be um, kind of a, a jazz out. You are a loser. Just remember that yeah. you have one. <laughs> Yeah, come on then, let's get it over with. Mr. Loser, <laughs> question number five. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I need to delete the message then. <laughs> um, Shane McMahon retired the European title in April 1999, wanting to be an unbeaten champion. But what was unique about the way he won the title? Uh, again, I've got no idea. Um, Come on, you know this. You know this. Do I? You'll kick if you don't get this one. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. Was it something silly like it was a DQ decision or something like that? Go on. Go on, yeah. uh, Via DQ. Mr. Max, would you like to explain? He won it in a tag team match when he was oh, partnering he? with Kane against X Pac and Triple H. Oh, okay. So, uh, right, okay. That's some proper weird WCW booking shit, that is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So X Pac was the champion, and then yeah. he, the title was on the line in a tag team match, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like I said, some proper WCW shit, that is. Oh, you could have given me 20 guesses, I never got that. Well, I thought. I mean, I, it instantly comes to mind for me. But then again, no. I do. I do love the European title. So, and you're clearly not a fan. <laughs> oh, last one. Then I suppose. Can it be that? I think this would be the first ever clean sweep. Don't, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> I'm oh, feeling dear. the pressure. I am Mr. now. Mr. Mags, question number five. X-Pac defended the European title at the 1999 Royal Rumble, but against who? Oof. <clears throat> I want to say China. I'm going to go with China. I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to go with China. Is that your final answer? It is, yes. You are incorrect. Oh, see, you put you you, you put a hex on me. <laughs> it was Gangrel. Oh, what well, he should have yes. been European champion. Is Transylvania in Europe? Well, it's Romania, isn't it? So Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose it is then, yeah, fair enough. Ah, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even on the tile. There's the there's the flag is there on the tile as well. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Maxi wins again. Four questions to two. So that is now two one overall. There we go. And I told you I wasn't gonna win this week because I know nothing. I mean there's not even that much to know when you think about it. It was only around for a few years. Five years. It was it's the the ninth shortest lasting title in the history of the WWE. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. What are the other ones? So, um, the hardcore, there's like the, the NXT uh, UK titles, the NXT oh, Cruiserweight yeah. title. Um, 
the the only other WWE ones are the twenty the twenty four seven one. Mm. Then the, I think there's the Canadian heavyweight towel, and then the Intercontinental tag team towels. Right. Okay. Ah, oh, fair enough. Look at Mr. Knowledge here, eh? What a clever little fucker you are. (laughs) (laughs) Being smart should not be something to be embarrassed about. No, of course, of course. There we go. Sharon, thank you so, so much for joining us again and being Quizmaster once again. You were were amazing as always. Thanks. Same time again in two weeks. Yes. See you in a fortnight, my love. (laughs) Bye. Uh, oh. I enjoyed that, Magsy, even though I got tranced. You did really well, I think. I mean, the, getting two out of five with a, a topic you didn't know anything about. Yeah. That's really yeah, good okay. going. Oh, thanks, mate. Not as good going as yourself, obviously, but there we go. Now, like I said, this, this that was my cup of tea. So. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe we should get some people from the CWF shouting out uh, possible topics for in a couple of weeks' time. And questions. Fire some yes. Some potential topics and questions over. Yeah, great shite. Obviously, not to both of us or in the chat because you know. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, send the questions to Sar and send me the answers, and we'll work it out between (laughs) us. Yeah, that would be brilliant. (laughs) No, but again, once again, thank you so so much to my amazing wife Sharon for acting as quiz master for us. Uh, Next week, Horror Lame returns, and we will be back with Mags versus Sai again in a fortnight. Yes, we will. Shall we scan through the chat quickly before we get into a little bit of our non-wrestling topic? Let's uh, let's do it. I have to jump back. Um, so we have got Scottish Danny turning up late. Not impressed with you, uh, the Maidstone murderer. Uh, but he says, <laughs> "Hey, your CWF uh, Mags is now Rick Flair's overhead." Making the same joke as Sarah, how far I have fallen. It's a new law for you, Griffin. It is a new law. It's good. I get some company down here. <laughs> the <laughs> the one that does less thinking of of, of both Ric Flair's heads. <laughs> I don't think he thinks particularly with any of his heads. Um, Connor, back in the chat. Love some stone warnings. Um, the worst has passed my area. Checking in friends and family. Oh, well, make sure you you definitely uh, stay safe, sir. Yeah, um, look after yourself, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And he also then says, UK should be one. You've got England, Wales, and Scotland all in UK. Different flags. Yeah, but foreigners don't recognise the different flags. It's always the, the Union Jack in it when yeah. they, they talk about Britain. And <laughs> Dan says one of them should be Mozambique. <laughs> and he then also says Portugal was purely for Aldo Mantoya, the Portuguese man of war himself. With a pair of pants on his face. Dan, uh, after uh, saying the deal or brown question uh, answer, says he's just too effing good and then gives us a lottery number. So someone probably not me we'll put that lottery lottery on and be a millionaire and then dan will be like i am actually psychic but poor <laughs> a poor <Yeah>. psychic <laughs> king's please uh dan then says sir uses uh his pink eye jedi powers to sack mags out of a clean street yeah that was a bullshit move that you, <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> you petty child doing that and king's pigs like a loser Thank I am not. That. I am not going to crawl because I'm sure next week's topic will be in, in Sars' wheelhouse, and I'll get absolutely trounced because I lost what four one last week. So that's still a terrible, terrible 
result. Okay. <laughs> Cam Griffin says, bring back the hardcore title. You know, I used to love the hardcore title. And then they give it to Bradshaw and he had a stupid uh, bull's head on the title and oh. he, he ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do it in a sort of PG fashion with the 24-7, I suppose, didn't they? Yeah. But I, I don't know if the hardcore title would work nowadays. Do you know that our truth is now because of that title a fifty-three time champion? That's amazing. Because he's the best wrestler ever. He, oh, he overtook <laughs> the, the 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 last person who was the, the highest champion, Raven, who was something like a twenty-eight times champion. That, that'd be the hardcore belt, wouldn't it? He, he won loads. Oh, well, title just twenty-eight times world title, just very quickly <laughs> in like a two-week period. When yeah. watching. that's some real flip-flopping of the titles, that's real hot potato. <laughs> but yeah, I know the NWA um, Championship fell from grace, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Scottish Danny says uh, yes, uh, Cam with a video tribute to Crash Holly. Oh yeah, Crash. He epitomizes the the hardcore title, doesn't mm. it? Crash Holly. I, yeah, what a star he was! What a star. Uh, Cam Griffin says Gilberg topic for the next Max V side. You know, um, I I bet that's manageable. Surely there's something happened on this this date in two weeks. <laughs> wow, uh, that that Gilbert was involved in. So I bet we could do that. Maybe. I mean, I I think lining the date up is possible but it does mean that between us we've got to come up with 10 separate facts to question each other about about gilberg is there we, that many we can go for a nil nil draw on a <laughs> on a max visa where none of us know the slightest thing about gilberg so sharon would be sat there looking at the questions like are you too fucking serious <laughs> so that that's the chat all caught up fantastic stuff again awesome thank you everyone for joining us uh maxi I suppose we should potentially just jump straight in with our non-wrestling. Well, whilst you freeze, uh, we shall do. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> few technical difficulties mate yeah don't pause then on pause then pause never mind yeah never mind never mind never mind this week's non-wrestling topic was inspired by a member of the cwf mr dan griffin he put a tweet out that said he uh bought a curiosity curiosity sorry got the better of him and he bought a bottle of the blue raspberry prime and he was annoyed at how much it cost him and so on (sighs) Why would I don't get it? Was How much people... did you pay? How much did you actually pay? Because I know that they're meant to be like two quid a bottle, but there's like a shop called Wakey Wines who's been mad all over TikTok and they were selling them for like £25 a bottle. Ridiculous. And if you wanted the energy drink, what comes in a can, I don't think that's available yet in the UK or not widely available. And they were selling them for a £100 a can. People are idiots. Yes, yes, they are. It's just, oh my God. But anyway, this inspired our non-wrestling topic this week. And we're going to look at bargains, I suppose, things that people have bought or people can think of in regards to purchases or the sporting world or work or business or anything like that. And also rip-offs, I guess, big wastes of money, Maxi. Mm-hmm. 
We are. We are indeed. So, as always, I will run through them in the order they arrived into us, roughly. And <laughs> we begin with Scottish Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says, biggest bargain I've got recently is this. And there's a picture attached for those in the chat who can see. Uh, a rare VHS book set of The Exorcist. Really thought this was going to be expensive, but turns out it was under 20 quid. Fair enough. That, that's awesome. That looks quite cool, doesn't it, that picture there? It does, yeah. I mean, Matt struggled watching the film on VHS, but I'm sure Sar's got four or five VHS recorders in his in his shed that you can buy. Well, I've got one just up there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I can see it from here. Uh, Dan Griffin, who inspired this topic, at Dan Griffin at 21 on Twitter. He says, the best bargain I've ever had is a ticket to Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko at Wembley, in a box, with as much curry as I could eat and as much booze as I could drink. For three. You know, good value, three. (laughs) You can't really get any better value unless you got paid to be there. Yes, this is true. This is true. Uh, Dan continues, biggest rip-off weirdly resulted in meeting my hero. Paid £80 to meet Bret Hart. 60 quid for the pick, £20 entry fee to the venue. But the carny twat running it oversold to the point that £20 ended up being spent two hours plus queuing in high temperatures with no water. Still angry, six months on. Yeah, that is annoying, isn't it? Wrestling, I mean, things like that, wrestling uh, promoters are such wankers, aren't they? Such mm. money-grubbing wankers. Yeah, there's so many scumbags in this industry, in there? <laughs> uh, Graham, at MGB Graham on Twitter, he says, over a year buying named brands, the store brand is a faction of the price. Okay. Uh, more interesting, though, was a folder of Baltimore Oreos. Is that? Cars? A baseball team. Okay. Um, a pack of those that he bought on eBay recently. There's loads from the 60s that are extremely collectible, and he will talk about them on Good Bad Cards podcast at some point. Hashtag cheap plug. Hey, we're all about the cheap plugs, mate. Don't you worry about that. You get your shit in when you can. <laughs> if, if a plug is cheap, it's also a bargain, so that counts as a, as two uh, two uh, picks there for Graham. There you go. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Look at that segue. God, we're good, aren't we? <laughs> Cam at CamGriff92 on Twitter. Uh, he says, biggest waste ever seen was Dan buying Prime. What a knob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, the best bargain is a pair of vans currently rocking at a whopping fiver from a Chazza shop. Charity, I'm guessing that is, yes. Yep, I would assume so. Or the cooker hood that he acquired years ago via human error at B&Q. <laughs> oh, those kind of purchases are the best when when you get something for free due to the, the company's error. Yes. Uh, Cam also says, to note another on the big waste, when I worked down in Londinium, I needed a cut and beard trim before going for a meal. Walked in the nearest barbers to the site, lost uh, close to monument station no price list outside but i was short on time 58 quid still wounded to this day cam says 58 <laughs> quid for an air cut and a beer 58 trip. quid <laughs> and, and, and just... i am never going to find <laughs> if i if i came home and said to the wife i've just spent 58 of the queen the king's pounds on an air cut I'd, I'd have a divorce in my hands 
Jesus. don't understand. I, it's not even. I, I just don't understand. I don't get it at all. But then I, I suppose I, I know cut your own hair for fifty-eight but, quid. Just cut your own hair. I've not had a haircut for. Not had to pay for a haircut. Sorry for years, years. Because yeah. Sharon's a hairdresser, isn't she, sir? And Lorraine's a, a, a care manager, but she still she still cuts my hair. Fair enough. And how lovely it looks too. Yeah. Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. And he has included a couple of pictures as well. So anyone listening on the audio version later in the week, you can check these out on the chain wrestling Twitter account at chain underscore wrestling there. Uh, Connor says best bargain had to be this beauty of a Emil Smith row shirt that I bought myself for my 19th birthday. This past summer was on sale for half off. So it was only $150, normally a $200 shirt. That doesn't seem, seem like a bargain. That seems like a ripoff. Also, how can it be £200 normally and then half off makes it 150 <laughs> I mean, that's nonsensical. But paying $150, which is what, about £120 for an is Arsenal it? shirt? Yeah. That's 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 scandalous price. That is a lot of money. That is insane amounts of money. There's somebody right, you know, on Facebook that you can get, you know, replica shirts for tenner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the club's <laughs> names are spelt wrong and stuff. <laughs> you, you can you can get like classic shirts for way less than that. Like mm. Like retro ones, Jesus Christ! That's so that that I mean that to to Connor, he thinks it's a bargain, but it, to us, that's definitely a ripoff. Mm. And it's an Arsenal shirt as well. Jesus wept. I mean, to be fair, the pictures it does look like a nice nice shirt. It is a nice kit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an Arsenal shirt. What can you what can you say? It's red and white. Yeah, all right, then, fine. Uh, Connor continues. <laughs> this next shirt was really more of a gift than a bargain. My mum works for the crew's main sponsor. That's Columbus Crew, isn't it? He, he sports yeah, yeah. Uh, the crew's main sponsor for the shirts. So they gave every employee their choice of a three shirt. And my mum got this one for me. Absolute, absolute beauty of a shirt. Bonus, it has my favourite Columbus player on the back. And that yeah. is a nice kit. That's nice, and it's a it's a, an actual bargain because you paid up zero for it. So mm. that's the bargain. The ripoff was the Arsenal shirt. Kind of just, there we go. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. <laughs> I like yellow and black football kits as well. Yeah, <laughs> lost to City colours, mate. Well, it used to be oh. until they went under. No, they haven't gone under. They've just changed no. their colours. Okay, I mean that. I'm just hoping that they went under. Why would you hope that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody wish that about any any football club that has followers and supporters? And apart from Liverpool, obviously they can get nothing in. But, uh, Steve <laughs> Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's Stevo. Uh, he says here. Firstly, off the top of my head, Greg's Donuts specifically the caramel ones. Mate said they're incredible. A waste of £3.96. Just in meth. The crap. £3.96 for a donut? I, mean, I don't think... I think it's for two, maybe. That's still an expensive fucking donut, mind. £3.96 for two. Well, sorry, he's not going to Pound Bakery and getting, like, four for a quid. He I does live in that London. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. That's why Steve yeah. Ross James is uh, uh, bold, because he's sick of paying 58 he quid for an echo. He don't want to go where Cam goes and get it <laughs> yeah. cut for 56 fucking he's, quid. He, he saw Cam <laughs> complaining about it on Twitter and thought, yeah, fuck that, I'm not paying 58 quid. Because have you seen steve put together, mind? Do you know what I mean? steve looks like a wrestler. If he walked in, they wouldn't charge him 56 quid. They'd be like, you can't have your haircut for nothing, mate. We're scared yeah. of you. Exactly. You know? <laughs> he scares his own hair back into his head. That's like why he never need a haircut. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Steve continues, betting, give or take, I put 10 to 20 pound worth of bets down each weekend, all 50 peach. Don't get me wrong, across the season, I'm probably break, I'd probably break even. But it's a mugs game, really. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't mind the odd bet here and there, but it's very, very rare now, really. But it used to just be like a five on the football sort of thing, Magsy. Yeah, same, same with me. Um, I've, I've won some big amounts. Um, me, uh, we used to go to the races quite a bit. Um, but yeah, um, the odd bet nowadays, like big sporting events, yeah, I'm not a, a huge better. Any boxing match, my sister bets round seven, just for it to finish in round seven. And and they've never that's never happened in the history of the world. I think we I think there's been one occasion, <laughs> and, and, and she will literally she'll screenshot the, the her bet and send to me. Oh, lucky round seven, and I'm thinking, yeah, okay. And then the one time it happened, not so lucky. Over the moon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but it's one of those things now. When you've done it enough times, you have to carry on doing it because if it happens in round seven, you're going to be gutted. Yeah, habit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve-O continues, £80 for a year's free access to London Zoo. No, it's not um, free if it's 80 quid. No, I don't think I don't think he means it's... <laughs> I don't think it's £80 and you get in for three, because that doesn't work. I think he means free access, as in you can come and go as you please. Okay. Like, just wandering off the streets kind of thing. Well, yeah. Well, where else would you wander in from? Of course, no, it's off the streets. <laughs> no, what I mean is, you can just you know eighty quid, and you can just go in and out as much as you want, sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get, I got it, but it's just a word, and it said well, free I, access. I don't think you did. Free that was the problem. And eighty quid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, eighty quid for a year's free access to London Zoo. In fact, most zoo memberships are incredible value, he says here. Yeah. I've gone in the past year at least 50 times. To put it into perspective, it costs 32 quid if paying individual. Wow. So it's 32 so, quid for like a one-off. That is insane, well, isn't it? And it, and he's if he's gone 50 times, he's paid, what, £1.30 an entrant. Can't argue that, mate. That, yeah, that's pretty, that is brilliant value. Yeah, yeah, Steve is spot on. It's, and it's brilliant going to the zoo. I love going to the zoo. I haven't been to the zoo in years, man. And because you won't get back out again, will you? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> <laughs> you made me this way. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the, um, what's the one where you're in your car and you're driving about? And don't say safari because it was in this country. Yes, it is a safari park. Okay. But I thought that you had to be like there for it to be the safari. No, we've got one up here in the north, like Chester Safari Park. Okay. All right. I've been to one of those with my my eldest daughter when she was very little and um, one of my best mates. He, he took us out for the day driving around. And it was absolutely hysterical because monkeys tried to steal bits and bobs off his car. <laughs> and then a rhino ran at us. And I've never heard a grown man make such a high-pitched squeal in my whole life as this rhino. Oh, was really? Did it tip the car? 
No, oh, it didn't. Did it, it just didn't. speed off? He was really scared. And my daughter thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I don't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really pick up on what was going on. But um, <laughs> Ran over in a car. Haven't seen it. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, Steve-O continues. Transport for London. Now, the buses aren't too bad if you're using to connect with another, as within the hour, you don't have to pay on the next service. Oh, that's quite good then. Oh, yeah, that's a, a, yeah. an ingenious system. Because I, I tend to, wherever I've worked in the last God knows how many years, I've always tended to have to catch two buses. So that works for me. Mm-hmm. Well, but, do you not have um, like, like day rovers down your end? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that if I didn't have those, that would yeah. be good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Bit of day riders are ridiculous, man. Four quid a pot, mate. Eh? I ain't got a clue how much they are. I think they're dearer for Burnley. I think they're about a tenner. Pot, I think they're about a tenner for a day ride, a day rover. Really? Mm. Who's the bus company? This is like absolutely riveting. Stagecoach. Oh, don't even start me off on them fucking uh, people. I fucking hate stagecoach, man. Yeah. I've got this real unhealthy obsession with like just. Just, I just fucking hate them. They're just vile. But there we go. Yeah. But you do get free <laughs> Wi-Fi on the bus, so win-win. Well, this is true. And yeah, Steve-O says, uh, the underground having off-peak and on-peak is ridiculous, though. Costs me a tenner in and out to Central, and that's off-peak. Wow, okay. That is a lot. Yeah, I mean, just get the bus then. Well, yeah, I suppose. Uh, Steve-O says, I'm not much of a drinker. Once a year, I may divulge in social occasion, i.e. a birthday due, etc. But alcohol pricing, especially in London, is disgusting. £10 for a double vodka lemonade. Piss off. That's, that's ridiculous. And you know it's going to be shit vodka as well. It's not yeah. going to be the good stuff, you know? No, it's going to be like... It's going to be Tesco's own brand vodka. Like Commissar or something like that. <laughs> that's, that, that's probably an actual vodka brand. Yeah. They got... They got Czar vodka, C Z A R, and Commissar spelt with a K, just to make it look more Russian. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they are they are rough. A mate. Tenner for a, for one drink that, is, that blows my mind. Uh, uh, there's a Northwest Bakery called Wenzel's. I think it, Bakey. There's a Northwest Bakey. He's putting. I'm assuming he's trying to say bakery. Well, it seems uh, he's talking about baguettes and pizza. I think it's. Oh, okay. For Four pound and five p. They do half a baguette. Oh yeah, filled with pizza-style ingredients, like pepperoni, cheese, etc. It's great value, but if prices continue going up, I'll probably refuse. They were three pound fifty, and he says about inflation there as well. I think yeah, everything's going up, man. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. sucks. Uh, KFC gravy mega box. I'm de- I'm, de- I'm noticing a theme here with Stevo. <laughs> <laughs> very very food and traveling based. Yeah, it is indeed. Well, I suppose he's got to go and get the food, hence the travel. But there we go. Um, the KFC Gravy Mega Box, incredible value. Four ninety nine milli fillet, piece of chicken, two hot wings and chips, bargain. Yeah, and, and I assume some gravy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, the WWE Network, as Sai once stated, oh, that's me. As I once stated, apparently, if it wasn't for it. None of it, anything we're doing would be happening, and that's true. Without the WWE Network, no, no, these podcasts. I mean, that, that's a blanket bargain. As much whether you like uh, the WWE or detest it, for the amount of content on there for nine ninety nine, it's it's unreal. 
Mm. Unreal it, value. Exactly. It's, it's, I love the Dodo in America. It's great. Uh, Spotify, Steve-O says, I used to refuse to pay. Decided on the free trial and realized its value. Like the WWE Network, anything I want for nine ninety nine. Yep. That's a fair show. Yep. We, I think uh, we have the, the family deal. Um, mm. It's like 14 quid, something like that. Uh, but there's like six of us all with our own Spotify accounts. Yeah. yeah. Can't, can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says, I'm sure there's more, but I'd be here all day. <laughs> and then he said, I will add. <laughs> <laughs> Steve O's like the, the CWF version of Columbo, isn't he? Just when you think yeah. he's finished, he turns around and goes, Oh, one more thing. <laughs> one more uh, thing. <laughs> uh, Nando's before inflation used to go regularly. Now I refuse. Prices have gone up. Portion size gone down. Ludicrous. Yeah. I've only had Nando's once. And I thought it was very, very nice. Yeah, it's all right. Um, quite basic for me. But okay. yeah, I don't mind it. I like the spicy, uh, spicy rice that they do there. And yeah. so what, what flavor did you get your Nando's then? Cause there's like I, heat levels. I, I don't think I went hot, but I didn't go mild either. So is that like a middle one? Well, this I think there's five. I went oh, black, okay. which is the hottest and it wasn't really that hot. Oh, get you. <laughs> cause, I, Cause I'm hard. Cause I'm proper hard. We went to Anando's when we were on like our end of season, like football tour, the lads called it, but it's just a weekend away on the piss somewhere. And yeah. that's when we went to Nando's. That's the first and only time I've been there. And I, I know I wouldn't have gone anything too spicy because I was drinking that night. But oh, at the same time, bad. yeah, I didn't go anything too mild either. But I, yeah, I enjoyed it from what I remember. It was a long time ago when I was shit faced mine, but there we go. Uh, ben at Witticisms of Ben on Twitter. He says here, when my wife and I were looking at wedding reception venues, we had one in mind that we loved, but we weren't going to pay 12 grand for the privilege. 12 grand. Mm. Ridiculous, isn't it? My, my son um, recently got married and he spent about 25 grand full toll on his, on his wedding. Blows my mind, mate. Absolutely blows my mind. So, me and Mrs. Mags, our wedding literally cost us about 150 quid. Yeah, Sharon and I weren't, it was more, it was more than that. But I think the registry office was, uh, Sharon will have to let us know in the chat. But yeah, and we had a, we had a great day. It was awful. I did. I mean, she obviously has been regretting it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) She can can, can, pinpoint all the trouble in her life to that one day. That was it. (laughs) This is where it went wrong. (laughs) Me me and and, uh, the wife, I proposed to her outside Blockbusters uh, in Burnley. And then two weeks later, I said, shall we just go and get married now? Didn't realize that you couldn't. You had to go and like put your name on a on a on like a, a list to see if anyone else can prove that you're not legal to be married. Uh, so we had to wait another two weeks for that. So yeah, two weeks later we were married in a registry office. Yeah. Uh, okay, nice. And she's regretted it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Proposed to her outside Blockbusters. Can you remember what you were renting? No, we weren't going into Blockbusters. We would we was parking at outside Blockbusters. So you were using Blockbuster's car park for another purpose. Then yeah, it was street it. parking. It was street. So, park. Oh, okay. Yeah. And All we right. only I, had I 20 minutes to, to park before we got a ticket. Right. So, so it was like a quick. As to why Blockbuster got out of business, pal. 
Abuse. Well, no, they, they, they went out of business because they, re, they didn't sell to Netflix and or they didn't wow. buy Netflix when they had the chance. So, fuck Blackbusters. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, ben says, instead of paying the 12 grand, they hired a village hall for 200 quid and had a party there. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah. To me, it's and more I, about... Yeah. Sorry, go on. I, bet, I was going to say, I bet he had better uh, memories and a better time than he, he would have spending 12 grand. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben also says, oh, I love this. I love this. Ben says, also, once bought a pair of Nike trainers, reduced from £80 to two quid because one of the tongues had ripped off. It was still in the box, so I bought them, sewed it back on, and boom. That's fantastic. And I bet that Bangladeshi kid that saw it originally got whipped. Ah, oh, dear. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have AB at official AB underscore POS. And they say, biggest waste of time, money, and parts for repair. That goddamn PT Cruiser I bought used six years ago. <laughs> they're, they're the cars that look like hearses, aren't they? Like mini hearses. I don't know, are they? Yeah. The, I mean, I in America, all cars are massive, though, aren't they? No, these aren't massive. These are these were available in Britain. The, oh, the really? Chrysler, yeah, but they do look like a little, like a hearse for a small person. We're getting back to that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> a hearse for a small person. <laughs> yeah, like, don't rent out a bit of full hearse if no. you're only three foot. When you're going to fit in a PT Cruiser. You could just get if if it is literally for a small person's funeral, you could just get like a a black larder estate or something, couldn't you? That'd do the job. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> a mini <Moving> clubman. <laughs> uh, AB says paid more in repairs than the car for the car itself cost. Stupid New Hampshire and their lack of lemon laws. I have a stable Honda now uh, and feel much better. I didn't know what lemon laws were, but they explained it to do like with... when you've been sold a lemon. Yes, and they can go I back for like X amount of days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, ja, at Yamalright on Twitter, says, where was visiting family in Australia in the early 2000s. The Ashes was on, so I got a test match pass at the WACA. Is that right, Mags? Mm-hmm, yeah. What, was, what is that? Is that like the venue? Yeah. Okay. Was something uh, something like $25 for every day of the test. It was over in three because England was shit, but it's still great value. This country is such a rip-off for sporting events and gigs. Oh, is it, it ever? Is. Yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. Absolutely insane. We'll get on to that in a moment. But yes, and finally on Twitter, unless I have missed any out, Magsy, we have at Pigs Bladders. And they say, not an individual purchase, but it's one... It's the one bonuses of working in retail when it's you doing the reductions in store and you get first pick of the bargains and oh, stupid yeah. prices. I knew that, that, that retail people did that. The snads, absolute snads. I, I didn't actually work for a retail company, but I was security guard for a while going back until like my, I was like 20, something like that. And the, the ladies who worked in the shop used to come over to me and say, we're about to reduce the stuff. It's going down to 10p if you want to come have a look first. And you went, nah, don't just put it all in my locker and I'll give you the like, the quid later on. <laughs> Mate, steaks, <laughs> whole chickens, everything, banging stuff. Oh, it, it's so good when you're... 10p? When you're, 
you're going around like say a Tesco or Asda and you stumble upon like like a steak or a, a, a full joint of, of meat and it's yeah. like a quid. Fantastic. It's like Christmas is absolutely <laughs> like Christmas. Uh, uh, or when they change packet size, sorry, the packet sizes and the old packet goes for te- 10 pence to clear. Small pleasures, Pigs Barter says here. Yeah, I've never encountered that, but it's a similar sort of principle, I guess, Maxie, isn't it? Yeah, absolute bargain. Absolute yeah. bargain. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Uh, so there we go. That uh, is everything I got from Twitter, I think, Max. Um, yep, I think we've we've covered everyone. What about your good self, buddy? Any bargains or rip-offs that you can remember or anything like that? Um, so I'd like to kind of piggyback off one that Dan mentioned um, about the, the, the Klitschko fight that he got in for free. Um, one of my wife's relations, their, their boyfriend at the time, he owned a, a plumber's merchant. Uh, and he... He was doing something like a business kind of like I don't know what just like um a perk of his of the the people he dealt with in the in the plumbing trade uh, was he got some tickets to uh, the Reebok Stadium in Bolton, but in the in the executive boxes. So I ended up like skanking one of these tickets off him, uh, and yeah, we ended up watching. Bolton versus Blackburn, which is not the best match. I couldn't give a shit about the football, but yeah, everything was <laughs> laid on. Absolutely everything. It was amazing there. And I watched maybe 30 seconds of the football. Yeah. Brilliant. All all laid on. It was brilliant. Um in terms of rip-off, the one that always sticks around, I'm I am still angry about it to this day. So one Christmas, um, I thought it would be a good idea to save on all the, the cleaning and the cooking for I'll take the family out for, for lunch on Christmas Day so I didn't have to do any of the, the prep or any of the cleanup afterwards. Worst decision of my life because... Was it really? With, with, with it being Christmas, you're paying a premium, obviously. People are there working on Christmas Day, so you're paying through the north. I think for the five of us we ended up paying about 300 quid uh the 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 main was fine turkey turkey uh did it It was it was the pudding that annoyed me so i'm the only person in this house that likes christmas pudding i like christmas oh christmas pudding is the best absolutely the best so i'm the only one who ordered it everyone else got like uh, I think there was uh, profiteroles for the wife and maybe kind of like jam roly-poly and custard for the kids. Their, their puddings all come and they looked amazing, absolutely amazing. Man come and it was a huge bowl, like a really big bowl. I'm like, yes, win here. The, 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 um, the waiter put it down on the table and it was the smallest little Christmas pudding, like, like, like a size of a 50 pence in the middle of this massive bowl, it looked like an island because it was just like coated in like the white uh, Christmas sauce and then just this tiny little Christmas pudding floating. I was fucking fuming, absolutely fuming. But they argue, don't they, that you, sh- you should only have a tiny bit because it's so rich. But well, I don't they can argue that, that all they want. Yeah, I don't buy I w- shit. I paid 300, 300 quid. I wanted a Christmas pudding. <laughs> Not, you literally, it was two spoonfuls. That's how tiny it was. 
My goodness. Yeah, so that's that I'll I will remember that till my dying day paying that that stupid money. And I've never gone out for Christmas dinner since. I bet that's that's insane. That is insane. Uh mine probably a lot music related, gig related, I guess. You know, um but I, I saw a couple of bands that one band I was massively into were the support act for do you remember Lordy who won Eurovision? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they toured the UK just after they'd won Eurovision. So they were they'd been on the telly and all that sort of stuff and been around for a few years. And I was massively into a band called Tourisas, who do a fantastic cover of um Boney M's Rasputin in a crazy Viking metal style. It's quite funny. Really? Yeah, it's great. I'll send you a link. I'll, Dan Griffin's heard it as well to the Doctor Who shows. It's, it's it's brilliant. But um they were support, they were the support act, and Lordy were on the bill as well. And it cost me £8.50 to get in. And I thought, this is just... And this was 2007, that's, eight maybe? That's a that's a banging deal. Yeah, fantastic show. Really, really good. Uh, at the same gig as well, they were doing shots of Jaeger for a pound. So I'm not wow. a massive... I know. I'm not a massive Jaeger fan, but it was for a quid, you know? Bear with me just one second. My daughter's just passing me a drink. Do you want to say hi, Charlie? Quicker than that, then. <laughs> There you go. Hello, Charlie. Thank you very much. <laughs> random arm. <laughs> random arm sticks in the screen. That's going to work really well on the podcast version. Um, <laughs> yeah, pound a shot for the Jaeger. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that until I threw up down the back of a lady in front of me when we were coming down the stairs, but that's a different story. Jaeger yeah. is brutal for that. The first time yeah. I ever drunk it, um, I got it for a, a, a Christmas present off, um, off a family member. And being the clever ass that I was, I thought, oh, this is all right. I can drink this straight from the bottle. Half an hour later, a bit of fresh air, and yeah, I was uh, yeah, I, I was wrecked. It's not even that nice. <laughs> and and that night, I it ended. I ended uh, coming home very very early, like say yeah. eight o'clock early, with the wife, and I'm fast asleep, and the wife is getting phone calls off the rest of the family. Come out, come out! No, I can't. I've got to look after him. He's absolutely <laughs> wrecked. So I ruined her night out by getting Amazing. mortal on the pre-drinks of Jägermaster. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Iron Maiden stories. Maiden used to always keep their prices very reasonable, and that was a big thing that they were happy to do and made public they were doing it. Uh, I went to the NEC and saw Maiden on, I can't remember what tour it was. And again, the ticket was like 35 quid to see Iron Maiden in an arena when everyone else was charging 50 plus at this time, which is brilliant 50 would be cheap now it's the yes. prices are scandalous yeah now it's disgusting but, um, are, are the devil when it comes yeah. to, to music then when i went to the bar and asked for again this is going back quite a few years i asked for a lager she literally took a can out of a four pack marked four pound 89 for the four poured it into a plastic beaker for me and asked for a fiver <laughs> so those other three cans were pure profit yeah absolute nonsense that was absolutely nonsense uh wasp as well wasp one of my favorite bands i'll see them as much as i can like they're coming through the country again uh at the end of march on their 40th anniversary tour see them god knows how many times and because it's the 40th anniversary tour they're running a, a, a meet and greet with the main guy, Blackie Lawless, and he never does anything like this. He's never done this sort of thing before. He's quite notorious for not being the easiest going, I suppose, with okay. general members of the public. He's very private as well. He's very, you know, doesn't do many interviews and so on. 
And this meet and greet was absolutely superb, the package. They've already done it in the States and they brought it over here. It's a very small select number that are available. You get to sit down in a room and just have a chat with Blackie, ask questions and all this wow. sort of stuff. Uh, you then get to go and have your picture took with his bass guitar that he's gonna that he plays on stage and has played on some of the records. Not, and not so your on. picture took with him. Oh yeah, yeah, you get a picture with, with his him guitar. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get a picture took with him as well. Uh, and then he's got a microphone stand that is called Elvis, and it's a massive, big skeleton thing that's spring loaded that swings around the place. Now you get your picture took with Elvis. Uh, and you get a voucher for the merchandise stand that works out as like a couple of t-shirts worth and all it absolutely oh, huge awesome. huge best part of 300 quid though mate it sounds like it's worth it though well yeah I'm not, i could never afford it which is a shame but i could but there we go yeah so yeah that, that's kind of it for me but music and music and drinking tends to be the ones that yeah. drop into there, me really when it comes to pricing. there is a thing yeah there is there is. <laughs> uh, shall we have a little look through the chat? Because I know if people have been dropping their bargains or rip-offs, Magsy. We shall. Um, firstly, we'll go back to the the um, the the topic for for maybe one of next week's rest and one of the fortnights are wrestling. For some reason, the, the, it's not Lemish or the the. The comments. So anyway, I'll oh, okay. read them off. So Dan Griffin says the DDT Iron Man heavyweight, uh, heavy metal weight title has a great history. Um, Shinobu has had 216 reigns, culminating in a total reign time of eight days. Is that? The, I think that's the title that Jack the Jabber from Cult Holic has also held as a champion. Um, Sharon says, um, "Don't ask Liam how much he paid for a bottle of Pram." Um, Oh, it is now letting me click on him for some reason. Um, Cam says there's a shop in Manchester. Sorry, Maxi, I don't remember what actually he did pay for a a prime. Sharon, can you say in the chat what he? I I think it might be over a tenner. Jesus. So uh, Cam says there's a shop in Manchester on his way to the office that has bottles for a tenner. Tenner for and it's it's just sugar water. That's literally all Mm -hmm. it is. Sugar water. Uh, Dan says he's only cost him two pound forty, but it was still a rip off. Scottish Danny says his neighbour paid 16 quid. I was blown away and disgusted. And King's Big Spider just put, we've just put signs up to say we don't sell pram. Fair enough. Where is it? It's, uh, I think it's <coughs> Sainsbury's, isn't it? Pig's Bottle Works. I think so, yeah. Mm. It's, it's posh. Um, Cam says Frank Bruno and Peter Andre were in the box next to us for the for the Klitschko fight. Great night I had there. Um, and Dan agrees, saying hell that's of a, a nap, weren't it? That's a weird... Can you imagine walking into that and sitting down for a drink with Dan, Cam Griffin, Peter Andre and Frank Bruno? That's quite an odd combo, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean, Harry? Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> that's the worst Peter Andre impression I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scottish Danny says that's bargain at London prices. Yeah, rid- ridiculous. I would not want to live in London ridiculous sharon says jeebus she's undercharging people so yeah i mean could you get away with charging 58 quid in gloucester for an air cut might be uh, might be pushing it but <laughs> chance your arm um cam says his air cut looked decent uh but it was probably the cheapest around and then he says the greg donuts are, are immense they i mean they, they're all right they're donuts i mean it's hard to mess up a donut but they're not anything to rat home about so if i go to a bakery 
It's all about the cream cakes for me, mate. Not a massive cream cake fan. The yum yums. I, I don't mind the yum yums. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Connor says he's been looking at the classic uh, football sh- uh, shirts website, but he doesn't think they do any US shipping. Uh, looking to add a few retro kits and possibly look at him creeping. That new Burnley kit. Yeah, the new Burnley kit is actually really nice, to be fair. It's better than the Arsenal one. Um, <laughs> Scottish Danny says that uh, the, the donuts are immense. Uh, Greg's has just opened about two minutes' walk from my building. Life is good. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, Cam says the York City alternate kit for this season is pretty decent and doubt there will be any on the other side of the pond, but Dan can vouch for its beauty. Um, and Cam say, also says that having a Greg's near your building is dangerous. Yeah, very much dangerous so. For your waistline, absolutely. Sharon puts you in your place by saying it, it was West Midlands Safari Park. So it ah. was a Safari Park. Yeah, okay. And then Cam agrees with me. Extra hot Nando's and get the extra, extra hot sauce bottle for dippage. I'm sure in the cupboard I've got a bottle of black Nando's sauce. But it's 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 hot. It's spicy, but it's not the hottest thing I've ever had. Okay. Um, Connor says he keeps telling he's better off that they're having a small wedding and reception with all their friends and family. But every time I bring it up, he just rolls his eyes, and I have a feeling he will get his way. And to clarify, I'm not engaged yet. A few years away from that, we just talk about these things. That's cute. That that's yeah. the cute part of it. But wait until the the bills are coming in and you're paying thousands of pounds for catering. Yeah, you'll it'll it stops being cute then. Me and Sharon just went after we got married. We went we um the pub that our football club used to operate out of. We went back there for a bit and had a few drinks with the people who came and basically said, "If you want to eat, buy your own food." Yeah, exactly. So it's not wrong with that. That that sounds like a real deal. Yeah. Hmm. Bar bar snacks on tap, essentially. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Dan says the best thing about working in retail is taking advantage of the reductions. Fuck all those vultures customers circling. And King Pig's Banner says, I likes to see him circle as he gathers all the goods. Then just before he starts to reduce, he takes it all out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, and I bet they're all there waiting at the at the door. Yeah, I hate that aisle in our supermarket. You like you'll go past like the milk and the cheese, and then the the reduced aisles, there and you think it's going to be hectic, and it always is. Like people fighting over each other to see how much you can save off a packet of sausage rolls. Ridiculous. Hey, sausage rolls a sausage roll, mate. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> if it's like eight pence. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cost Cam of living says, crisis and all that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Cam says, me and Dan once did a bottle of Jaeger on holiday. Next day was the mother's birthday, and we were both very, very broken. Amazing. Uh, Dan adds, you woke me up saying I slept through the full morning and I jumped out of bed in a panic, you bastard. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, going back to Sharon, she said uh, that one of her best bargains is to be a Michael Kors bag, £5 from a charity shop. When uh, Me and the wife used to go to Turkey quite a lot and she would always come back with a, a Michael Kors bag from Turkey and it was about 30 lira, which is about eight quid. So, mm. yeah, absolutely. Great bargain. Sharon, when she got that bag, says that there was somebody else there eyeballing it as well. And Sharon got there first. 
which I think is awesome because this woman apparently was a bit rude. But yeah, it was, you, can, you can just imagine Jared pulling out the fire and then like that to the point. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but the value of that exact bag is far, far, far higher than what she paid. Yeah, absolutely brilliant find. Yeah. So, so remember, reminder of that every time she wants an expensive present, say, Well, you've got one. That ridiculous yeah. Michael Cordback. I'll get you a tenner. Um, you can go in the charity shop stuff. <laughs> get two. Get yourself two, Michael Cordback. Go on. <laughs> Sharon says she's never had a Jaeger bomb. All those years running a football club, and she dodged that one. Well, round these parts, we do Benny bombs, which is just just disgusting. Benedictine and, and energy drink. Yes, horrific. Um, Connor agrees that tipic, Ticketmaster and the Devil's yeah. Mum uh, bought good seats, second deck behind the net at News uh, Crusade in 50 quid a ticket, and after taxes, fees, rounded the price up to, to 200. Jesus Christ. I think Taylor Swift has, has taken Ticketmaster to court, or Taylor Swift's fans, because they started doing something called dynamic pricing, where if the tickets are uh, in a, in a, a um, a well sought after the price flies up due to demand. Um, and they okay. were charging like $1,200 for a Taylor Swift concert, which That's, is, yeah, ridiculous. Most, absolutely ridiculous. The most I've paid for a non festival <clears throat> ticket, I think, was AC, is either ACDC or Guns N' Roses. And it was ACDC I saw at Wembley, Guns N' Roses I saw at the Olympic Park where West Ham play. Mm-hmm. And both of them were over. I want to say both of them were over 110 quid. I can't remember. Jeez. I think it was like 115, 120, and that's all ballpark, you know? And uh, it sounds like a lot, but don't get me wrong. I had the time of my life. Absolutely fantastic. But it's it's not the sort of thing I can just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to see ACDC again. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, it's you know, altering for months trying to sort that out. So Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And what annoys me the most is the, the resale site, I think it's called Get Me In, is owned by Ticketmaster, so they <laughs> they resell like people buy tickets and then they resell on Ticketmaster. So, so they double dip and then they they can basically price to what they want. Yeah, their their monopoly on on music tickets is is scandalous. Mm. Um, King's Pig Plaza says he's never had Jaeger either. Uh, you not are missing not much. missing out. It's like it's imagine drinking alcoholic medicine. That's yeah. literally what it is. It's not nice. Um, and he confirms that he works in Sainsbury's, so very posh, la-da-da. I once walked into a Sainsbury's, saw the price of a tin of Heinz beans, and it just turned the trolley around, put it back, and walked out. <laughs> Honestly, it was Over rid- a tin of beans. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Ridiculous price. Uh, Dan Griffin said, four horsemen right there, me, Cam, <laughs> Peter, Andrew, and Frank Brew. So which one of you is Ollie and which one is, is Arn? I'm going to say Dan, Dan is Ollie. And you know that King's Pig's Bladders is going to have that knocked up in an image very soon. <laughs> what, me, Those four me, as the horsemen. That would be amazing. Frank Bruno, who would he be? Tully. Frank Bruno. Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, he's like the enforcer, and he'd have to be Iron. Yeah, because Peter Andre is the good lucky one, so he'd have to be Flair, wouldn't he? Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, so who does that leave? Around a bit as well. So, <laughs> Dan has got to be Ollie Anderson. It's got to be. Yeah, he, just, he he looks like 
the son of Ollie Anderson now. Fair enough. <laughs> so that means poor Cam is bummed out with Tully. Or or it could be Paul Roma. No. Or no. Steve McMichael. Steve McMichael. Yeah, we don't mind Mongo. Yeah. Yeah, we don't mind Mongo. Mongo. Looking at him at the moment in uh, Nitro Nights, a great deal. So, yeah, it's it's interesting watching him wrestle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> wrestle. Uh, Sharon says it was the woman at the till that was rude and pissed off that I got it. Oh, so she she wanted it and she was like hoping if no one gets that by the end of the day, that's coming on with me. Brilliant um, stuff. Dan said he's just sent the York City shirts to the chain wrestling DMs. Yes, I can show them here. It picks it up. There's one. Oh, that is nice. Quite nice. And the I'm guessing this is the away shirt. Is that very, one? Very Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, quite tidy. Not as nice as Gloucester City's jerseys, but there we go. So King's Prince Badger says, um, you don't mind paying for a festival because it's valued for money. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Uh, unless it's like Glastonbury or um, Reading Leeds, they can sometimes be a bit ridiculous priced. Well, um, download this year, for example, download, uh, it was probably coming up to now 250 quid. So again, it's, and again, it's, it's f- five days of music now or whatever, four days of music, Metallica are playing twice. And so that's amazing, but it's still a ridiculous amount of money. You know? Yeah. I think the best value festival that we've been to was, I'm sure it was Bingley. And if, I think we paid like 30 quid for a weekend ticket. It yeah. was just bang, banging, banging weekend. Stone um, Dead that I go to every year. That's that's 50 quid. That's your camping. Friday night in the arena. It's all day Saturday. Take your own drink in. Fantastic, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, King's Big Brother says it's £1.40 for a tournament. Your hands, hands prices are fucking ridiculous. It's just scandalous pricing. Uh, all about the Branston for me, mate. Yeah, Branston means we're a Branston household. Definitely a Branson household. Um, Dan Griffin says, I'll take being all here. I said, miserable, tough old bastard. Yeah, and he actually plays a part in the in the wrestling that comes up. So that's a um, a lovely segue. But we will end on this. Cam Griffin refuses to be Mongo. <laughs> oh, there's been some brilliant bits on Nitro Nights with Mongo, mate. Absolutely fantastic. But that is a different show for a different time. But speaking of mongo wcw ole anderson and all that stuff that kind of links us into rick flair and our our wrestling topic for this week magazine doesn't it well not really but let's say it does yeah Mm -hmm. let's get ready to rumble this week i won a poll amazing i didn't even have to you know Stoops to the levels of picking a shitty film. But there we go. <laughs> what you you did put the poll out very late as well. Yes, I so did. And you know that. what? That as well. The amount of time. I'll tell you what's weird. To be fair, that poll went out incredibly late and got twice as many votes as the one last week that I put out early. And I noticed that as well. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, with this week's poll, I regularly said to Sharon over the weekend, "Shit, I need to put the poll out. I keep forgetting." And I must have said that to her maybe five times. You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> Before it's, it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's horrible getting old when you forget shit. Mm. Yeah, I don't even think it's just my age. I don't even think it's my age, mate. I think it's always been this way. But there we go. The winner of this week's poll, as I said, was me. 
and we are heading back to 1985 to Starcade the Gathering and seeing one of the hottest what a horrible that- name though yeah. for a, a pay-per-view the gathering yeah. it's not i know it's not what Grilla monsoon used to say but it does make me think of monsoon because monsoon used to always say everything was a happening didn't he mm. it just reminded me of like highlander 2 the quick oh yeah <laughs> starcade 3 the gathering the gathering the quickening the happening um, <laughs> possibly one of the hottest angles Jim Crockett promotions have ever done with regards mm-hmm. to Dusty Rhodes and having his ankle broken, being out for months, and then of course cutting that infamous, fantastic hard times promo, which <laughs> you know it, it's it's fun, it's so good, it's yeah, so good. It's, it, I mean, it, if there's one thing you could nitpick is that he thinks that people who, who are in the car business and the auto business are not the same person but yeah what a great uh what a great promo though yeah just Mm. solidified that he was a man of the people yeah exactly Uh, and the whole i mean if you're listening on the podcast audio version later in the week you'll probably get a clip of that in here at some point uh, whether it's in the intro or now here's the american dream dusty Rhodes and dusty your fans welcome you back man First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time i will repay you now because i will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues dusty Rhodes tour 
885 and Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Let me leave you with this. One way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you! He, he, you know, he's injured. He couldn't work. He's put hard times on the roads, family. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't go out and earn money and provide for his family and all this sort of stuff. Just absolutely brilliant. Like you said, Max, a real sort of call to arms for the common man in a way, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Against yeah. the Ric Flair persona of this limousine riding guy who, who had all the money and the, the fur coats and, and the jewelry and so on, wasn't it? Yeah, the jet flying, limousine riding, like superstar, and mm. and and Dusty was the 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 son of a plumber. He was, so. he was indeed. That does lead to an incredibly hot crowd for anything Dusty Rhodes does during this match. They are yeah. firmly in his corner, Maxi, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, from the second that um, that. He's, he's stood at the, the entrance of uh, Ramp and his music hits, the crowd are just ravenous for him. Mm. Yeah. And it again, it's so charismatic, Dusty Rhodes. And you think this is 1985, so we've had the first WrestleMania at this point, haven't we? Mm-hmm. You look on the other side then, shall we say, the other side of the divide, the WWF. Hogan is their main guy. And that's all built on charisma as well. He wasn't a particularly... Yeah talented in-ring competitor in comparison to the likes of say a rick flair or whatever and but you look at dusty charisma carried him for everything i mean the guy the guy was a decent wrestler he wasn't spectacular but he was a decent mm-hmm. wrestler but yeah. charisma and likability carried him through everything yeah just imagine what might have happened it, and I, i'm not digging the guy out about the way he looks i'm a fat bloke myself but if he was put together more like a hogan or or even a flair or whatever and then went to the WWF with that charisma. He could have been something even bigger than what he was, I think, couldn't he? With with the WWF machine behind him, maybe? Uh, I mean, you can look at it like that, or you could look at it uh, the opposite way, that the fact he looked like a a bloke rather than a, mm. um, a Greek god wrestler chiseled out of, out of granite, um that was his appeal his appeal wasn't that uh it was a like i said he wasn't the best wrestler it was but um he was adequate in the ring but his appeal was he was charismatic but also he, he was human he wasn't a superhero he wasn't uh larger than laugh um in terms of physical attributes so i don't know if um i don't think being in the wwf was ever going to work for for Duster just because of how petty Vince McMahon is. Mm. Yeah. We, when when he was brought in and he was given the polka dots and things like that, it was to embarrass 
the 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 person who who'd been a thorn in in the WF side for so long. So whether he was a, a chubby bloke or whether he, he looked like a Ric Flair, I think he was he was always going to be tarred by by a, a WWE WWF run. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you mentioned there about him being a, a thorn in the side of Vince McMahon and the WWF and so on. For those unaware, again, I assume everybody is, Dusty wasn't just a main event guy in, in Jim Crockett promotions in the NWA and so on. He was also the booker. He was for the a massive booker, block. He was for long, long periods of time. And mm. whereas sometimes we would get absolute gold and, and lightning in a bottle captured, with how certain storylines and angles would work and build up to certain events and so on. There was also a f- plenty of occasions where the finishes would let us down and also Dusty maybe hung around certain title pictures far too long. And yeah, so I, I get that. I mean, that's why we get the the wrestling adage of the Dusty finish. Mm-hmm. It's a finish that is convoluted or... Um, or you don't get a definitive winner. It's it's some sort of shenanigans. It's it's always linked to 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 Dusty and his sometimes out of the box thinking terms of booking. But yeah, you, you you're right. I mean, with, with him being in the title picture, I, I think a lot of that was him holding his spot, which is a thing that the eighties and seventies wrestlers did, but also. Um, he was the star. It, it isn't like wrestling now, uh, nowadays or in the, in the Attitude Era where there were lots and lots of uh, huge stars. He was he was one of those on 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 the the pedestal, I suppose. So it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have sold as much if uh, if he wasn't around the 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 main picture. And, and say so disgusted with my talking about. Um, about how Dusty should have stuck around the picture that he's, he's left the he's left the, the chat. I'm assuming he's going to be coming back. Uh, if not, anyway, so I've never seen this match before now. Uh, shock horror. Um, but I think it was, what, the third um, Starcade. Um, no idea what the arena was. So we'll have to wait till Sad decides to come back for that. Um but yeah, um, Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. I mean, these are two of the biggest stars, not only of that that era, but of of wrestling in, in general. And yeah, the the crowd were were very very uh, hard for this. Um, one thing I noticed, oh, say he's back, but eventually there he is, and now he's gone. Hello, Hello. I am back. Fucking internet pisses me off. I am now running off my mobile phone's data, so I may have a bit of a delay, but there we go. Hopefully that'll be a little bit more reliable than the internet itself. Fingers crossed. Um, so I was essentially just introducing the match. Uh, I don't know the arena or the attendance. I don't do those kind of sad facts that you do. So if you can spill the beans on that. Well, there was two. For Starcade 85, they ran out of two different arenas. And Ooh. the attendance combined was apparently 30,000 it was given across mm-hmm. the two arenas in Atlanta. And the Greensboro Coliseum was the other one. I believe this event mm. came from Greensboro. Yeah, yeah that, because there's yeah. a... 
there's an interviews and it shows the Greensboro Coliseum sticker okay. on the wall. And the Omni had uh, a couple of steel cage matches on the top of their card. And we sort of went back and forth between the two arenas for the pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's how it was kind of structured and so on. It's similar, I suppose, to the way WrestleMania two happened the following yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. This was it's almost November, like that idea was stolen. Maybe. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There we go. But um, <laughs> it, again, we, we were talking before my internet sort of shit the bed about Dusty. His booking would sometimes, maybe sometimes do as much harm to the product in certain moments as it mm-hmm. would do good to the product. Yeah. Uh, here, I think we get a little bit of both with what happens after the match, but we can get into that after we sort of you know run through what happens during the match, Mags, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, we start very much with slaps and chops and so on between the two. And again, it comes back to how much the crowd love Dusty. Because every time he hits Flair, they go wild, Magsy, don't they? I mean, even before any any punches are thrown, um, Dusty does a little strut. Um, and the crowd are just, they're just mental for it. Yeah. Uh, and you have Rick Flair just stood there staring daggers through Dusty. Uh, and yeah, the the crowd just eating this all up, and it and it starts as like a typical um, Ric Flair kind of like Jerry Lawler style uh, match, where for the first few minutes nothing is happening, but the crowd are on the feet because mm-hmm. it they just they just absorbed into this storyline. It's 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 classic um, kind of. Um, if you think you're working too slow, slow down even more style wrestling. Yeah. And again, I, I keep saying all the time on, on, on the various shows that I'm involved in, it says wrestling on the poster and that's mm-hmm. what I'm here for. Yeah. But here, I, don't get me wrong. I think the in-ring action is, is more than functional. I think, it, I think, I think it's enjoyable, which we'll get to in a moment, but the story is what's created that atmosphere. Yeah. The sheer yeah. hatred for flair. You know, it, it, the, the these two characters are complete different ends of the spectrum that they're trying to portray, and the story of Dusty getting injured the way he did and so on. Oh, absolutely superb! Yeah, and I, th- I think um, the the way you you can tell that a wrestling storyline is working is when somebody who has never watched this match or never who wasn't uh, very knowledgeable about the the storyline can get invested. So mm. I did it. And obviously I knew that, that Ric Flair and Dusty had a very storied um, rivalry, but I didn't know the kind of intricacies of it. But I got invested in this match because of Dusty's uh, charisma, because of, of, of Ric Flair's uh, uh, wrestling prowess. Yeah, it was, it was great storytelling in the ring. The wrestling is, it's, it's, like you said, you said it's very serviceable. It's passable wrestling. It's nothing kind of uh, outstanding. There's a lot of rest holes and a lot of uh, um, submission-based wrestling, a lot of focusing on on injuries. But it's just great storytelling. Absolutely great storytelling. Yeah, so I think the storytelling aspect applies to what goes on in the ring as well. You mentioned like working on the injuries and so on. Dusty's obviously got this this broken ankle. It was in September he had his ankle broken by flair and what would 
become the four horsemen at this point the four horsemen didn't actually officially exist but well, i think this is one of the catalysts that, that yes. cre- helps create the horsemen isn't it? yes that's right and flair's obviously going to target that ankle but before we get to that point in in the match we have well these these chops and slaps and punches mm-hmm. that the crowd are going wild for a mm-hmm. flair just take you know he just goes for a walk yeah. And it, it's the simplest of things, but the crowd are baying for blood even more so when Flair has walked yeah. away because yeah. Dusty's not getting his hands on him anymore. It's so simple, but so effective. And then when he is back in the ring, the, the crowd are uh, uh, enthralled again just by Dusty hitting an elbow and mm, the crowd go yeah. mental. I mean, you, you, you couldn't picture that in modern-day wrestling where a simple... Um, a simple strike would have the crowd roaring with with like, with with anger. Mm. Um, it's it's it is really interesting just how um, how invested these wrestling crowds were in in the yeah. the mid eighties, especially when you've not watched a lot of Jim Crockett promotions uh, and you and you go back and watch it thirty years after after it happened and. Yeah, these fans are they're mental, mental fans. Oh, well, we're kind of, I guess we're kind of approaching 40 years, aren't we? Mm, this, yeah, is, exactly. this is an old, old, old show, yeah. Um, we get uh, a mention by Tony Schiavone on commentary that uh, it's the 40th, I think they said 40th anniversary, didn't they? Of Jim oh, Crockett, yeah, yeah. And, and to say thank you to the fans, they're going to run a show on Christmas Day, which was normal. Jim Crockett Promotions always ran Christmas Day shows, and they were going to. It was a, a tribute to the fans, a thank you to the fans, and you could get in at their Christmas Day show for three dollars. Yeah, um, I mean, is that a bargain in them days? Who knows? Uh, one thing I, I did notice, and and you, it's a, a good link to to you bringing up Shivani, the the commentary was. It was shit in this match, weren't it? <laughs> the, Is it I mean, Bob Bob Cordell, the other guy? I believe. I mean, I mean, they, they didn't you didn't hear Tony or or Bob hardly at all. Mm. I mean, you 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 listen to modern day or or fairly modern day commentary, and, and you have your your play by play who's explaining the what's going on in the ring, and then you have your color adding like the 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 quips. You had none of that at all. Mm-hmm. It was very. There was literally minutes of action going by where you. There was no commentary whatsoever. Nothing was mm-hmm. said. It was. It was jarring. It was almost like watching a wrestling match with the sound off. Mm. Yeah, was- yeah. I mean, Tony Schiavone, I'm a big fan of, but I think I think in '85 for Jim Crockett Promotions, it's very much a case of they're not moving. I mean, Jim Crockett Promotions famously didn't move for the times, and that's kind of what killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, financially there was issues, of course, and so on, but they didn't move with the times of certain aspects, like a lot of the territories didn't, and so on. Like that's what the Varian Garnier had problems with the AWA and so on as well. And the commentary, I think, is a really big part of that. Yeah, we have. I think they have guys there that are incredibly well respected because they've done it for so long. But maybe it's time for those guys to shuffle off a little bit potentially yeah because the commentary feels older than 1985 yeah yeah you know it does it feels more dated maybe yeah Uh, i think the whole production feels dated 
for yes. time. like you said, WWF had had essentially changed the game, changed the way mm. that wrestling was was shown to the people. It was bright, it was colourful, it was it it was well lit. This was yeah. was not. It was drab. It was dark. Yes, but the, the, it was still also Dusty versus Ric Flair, which is the selling point. Yeah, I mean, we we looked at uh, a match from WrestleMania one, didn't we? Very recently on the show, and it mm-hmm. is completely different the way it's lit, and the, you know th- that was that was quite dark in places as well at Madison Square Garden. Don't get me wrong, but compared to this, it was like a fucking disco. It was, exactly. it was really well lit, but also I, I watched a bit more of the show than just the main event. The show opens with the singing of the national anthem. When that gets played, I mean, there's no one there singing it. They're actually just playing it over the PA system. When that gets played, there's no lights at all. I'm looking at a black screen. For some reason, they turn the fucking lights out. It it just it it wouldn't work in in modern wrestling at no. all. I also watched a little bit more of the show. I watched the Crusher Khrushchev interview because uh, Barry Darsaw was became the Mid Atlantic champion, which was there amazing. You go. Good old Barry. Uh, <laughs> uh, both guys exchange hammerlocks uh, before Ric Flair kind of takes control of the match for a period. Mm-hmm. We get the knee drop that Flair kind of coined, I suppose, after watching Harley Race do it for quite a few years. And Triple H yeah. went on to use it himself as well, didn't he? That sort of running roll knee drop kind of thing. It, I'm saying this, he hasn't added the roll in this one. It's no. just literally just a drop. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, Dusty eventually gets sent to the outside and here is the first sign of some selling for the broken ankle because he's limping after he's hit the floor isn't he yeah he doesn't just get sent to the outside though uh not by ringside he, he literally is is out in like a part of the the arena like beyond the the, the safety fence which mm-hmm. is yeah, he, he he did a brilliant job of selling selling the ankle. I think one of the first um, strikes that uh, Ric Flair gets, he he touches the ankle and, and he Duster gets out of the out of the the clinch straight away because he's um, he doesn't want any risk to to, to that ankle whatsoever. Um, I think and then when they do the the collar and tie lock up. He's, he's nervous about being in so close to Flair that every time Flair um, flinches, Dusty's pulling out of the out of the the, the lockup because he don't mm. want is he don't want to uh, succumb to that ankle again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get more here, I suppose, of how over Dusty is because there's a couple of moments where he's got hold of Flair and he's going to drop one of these big elbow drops. Cause I mean, Dusty starts working over Flair's leg as well. They're kind of trading mm-hmm. your know, moves to, to each other's legs. And at one point, all he does is literally tilt his head and look to the crowd and they go batshit crazy for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mental just how popular it is. And, and Cam said in, in, in the chat, how, how over was Dusty? I've never seen his matches in his prime and still don't really understand the pull. Might have to dive back further. Yeah, um, I'm the same. The, the majority of the Dusty I'd seen was WWE Dusty, uh, WWF Dusty, Polka Dots, and then a little bit of like the, the WCW Dusty. But you go back and watch some of um, the Jim Crockett proportions, NWA Dusty, the fans are besotted with him. Absolutely. He is... He's one of the most over guys in in the history of wrestling. People love him. Mm. Yeah, hugely popular, hugely popular. Uh, Flair hit gets a sleeper attached, 
which is another sort of slowing down moment, I guess. But then he's sent into the turnbuckle from that, and that looked quite a quite a, quite a vigorous, stiff bump, didn't it? Really, kind of mm-hmm. smashing his face into that corner. Um, from there, Dusty then uses the ring post on Flair's leg, and it's obvious we can see then that Dusty's got a plan as well, and they're yeah. both trying to take each other's legs out. Yeah. Uh, we get a few spots with Ric Flair going to the top rope. We get the standard one where he gets caught and thrown, <laughs> which is which is you know normal. We also get another where he does he does you know complete a move from the top rope, but it just gets met with Dusty's fist on the way down anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and and what I did enjoy as well was um, Dusty using the figure four against Flair. Um, mm. But the way that the two apply the figure four was interesting as well, because Dusty, none of that kind of twirling round shenanigans. It's literally just took your leg and it, there we go, where Ric Flair will hold yeah. the leg and then spin around it and stuff like that. But yeah, it was uh, seeing them both kind of like trading figure fours to, to work on those injured body parts. Yeah, it was, again, just um, immense storytelling. Mm. Yeah, it was very good, very good. Uh, what I liked as well when Dusty was trying the figure four uh, flair kicked him off a couple of times mm-hmm. and as he kicked him off he fell back and straight away went for the ankle again yeah so it's just adding that little bit to it again isn't it yeah the the flair was doing his level best to try and not succumb to his own finishing move yeah uh dusty opens rick flair up you know, Flair bleeds because it's Ric Flair. And uh, <laughs> white hair plus wrestling and yeah, Ric Flair has to bleed. It's the fact. Yeah. Uh, he drops him across the, the sort of metal barrier, doesn't he? The crowd barrier on the outside. And then, you know, he's bleeding there. I was surprised Dusty didn't bleed, to be fair, because normally he's a bit of a gusher yeah. as well, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, with all the scars on, on that guy's forehead, mm. you, a, 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 a slight breeze usually opens up Dusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Dusty's then thrown over the top rope and I, I then I, I've seen this several times of course but I'm kind of looking for screwy potential finishes because that's mm-hmm. how things went with Dusty Rhodes booking quite often <laughs> Dusty, yep. yeah. so when Dusty was thrown over the top rope I'm thinking okay here it comes here we go the Dusty finish you know where nobody wins baby where the baby face wins the championship but then the other referee steps in and goes oh no hang on he was thrown over the top rope so it was actually a dq that used to happen all the time but that mm-hmm. didn't happen here which i thought was quite nice mm-hmm. yep well for now until for we now. get to the end yeah um yes. i mean normally the referees are um they're like wet paper the the mm. minute they get touched they go down this referee, I think it was it was it Tommy Young, is he called yes, the referee? Tommy Young, yeah. He takes actually quite a few bumps before he, he finally goes down. Um mm. yeah, it's uh I I don't know whether it was uh, botched or whether he kind of like lost his place, but um fl- uh, Dusty bumps it bumps him and he, he kind of no sells it and then Flair bumps him and that's when he, he finally sells it. Yeah. Uh we get the flare flop from the corner but not the why not yeah but i like this because he's not got into the whole ridiculous over the top caricature of himself quite yet so walking halfway along the ring yeah and then dropping yeah so it still looks silly just not as silly (laughs) i guess (laughs) uh 
the, the various punches are thrown back and forth again, and the crowd are still absolutely loving this. Um, Ric Flair is again working more so on Dusty's leg now. He's starting to take control a little bit more before he does snap on the figure four. Yeah, and Dusty is you know, the, the usual shoulders are down, two count gets his shoulders up for a moment, and so on before the figure four is turned, and then Dusty kind of does. He gets fired up. He does the whole kind of almost hulking up version that Dusty Rhodes would do. And he starts with the punches and the elbows and the crowd are going crazy. This is like, you imagine Hulkamania in its prime. This yeah, is the Hulk Jim Crockett Warrior. Yeah. Yes. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, yeah, Dusty's like completely fired up. But then Dusty, get, he, he bumps the ref then, does he? That's when the ref bump happens. Yeah. Um, well, two He's, he gets one he gets splattered by dusty at one point doesn't he <laughs> yeah but he survives that that's the yes. that's the the issue he, he gets um he he gets up from that and then dusty has to send oh no rick flair then has to grab i think uh dusty and, and oh, no it's dusty who grabs rick flair and throws rick flair into the ref for the ref to to drop down yeah mm. um so yeah that that was a little bit confusing because you would think that dusty landing on you that would be the big bump but no it's, uh, it's hell, just yeah. been it's just been budged into by rick flair that, that takes down uh tommy young yeah. <laughs> and then the ref goes down which means only one thing well interference dusty, well yeah dusty gets the figure four on but there's no referee <laughs> No, oh, who'd have funk it, eh? Who'd have funk it? And, <laughs> and then here comes the Andersons. We have Arn and Oli out, and they're attacking Dusty. But Dusty does sort of launch a few kicks towards them as well, and so on. Well, Arn comes, Arn's out first, and he, he yes, Dusty absolutely chins Arn Anderson to the point where I think Arn blades. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Ollie does the sneak attack from behind, and uh, the very, the gentlest of knees to the what well, i think he was going for the head but more like the 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 the, the ribs i suppose yeah. <laughs> uh, um this interference though obviously uh, people have seen this a few times in the past the, there's a referee that comes down to the ring now as flair is making the cover because dusty's been overpowered by the numbers game but he yeah. kicks out at two and the crowd again just explode it's so yeah. simple but again it's fantastic it is yeah because you would think that that would be the end of the match yes yeah well, it was very that, much that was a that dusty way, finish yeah Ooh. uh <laughs> and literally then ah nowhere flair goes to body slam dusty roads we get an inside cradle one, two, three. Dusty's the world champion. Uh, yeah. Completely out of the blue. And and not only the crowd go mental for this, but half of the half of the roster go mental as well. Yeah. I mean, he was the booker, so you're probably better off actually like praising him so you'll get a good booking next time around. Yeah, yeah we love you, Dusty. Please, <laughs> please keep giving me work. Um <laughs> uh, there's the celebration in the ring and Arn and uh, to, uh, Arn, Oli, and Flair leave, and so on. And then we're backstage. We have a little interview segment as well with Dusty saying this is for the people, and he's got the ten pounds of gold belt there, the original and NWA title. He gets sprayed with champagne, and it it literally blinds him for nine yeah. percent of the interview. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. And then, <laughs> and that, that's effectively where the show goes off air, Max, isn't it? That's that's mm-hmm. the end of Starcade. So you get the feel good moment of Dusty Rhodes. Winning the title, beating Ric Flair, 
But, but. <laughs> they went all but. WWE on us. Uh, but the decision gets changed at a later date to Dusty Rhodes winning via disqualification because mm-hmm. the original referee was on the floor, saw the interference from Arn and Oli, so disqualified Ric Flair, but Flair gets the belt back. Yeah, because he lost the match by DQ. Yes, exactly. This then leads to the four horsemen forming in January of 86 was when they were officially kind of uh, banded together as this group. And I think Arn Anderson names them in a promo and so on. And that's where that stems from. We then go to the great American bash in the summer of that year in 86. And that is where Dusty does win his title, his his third Mm -hmm. and final world championship from Ric Flair. So that's like the, the, the feel good moment, the end of the feud and so on. Flair does, of course, win it back a short time afterwards. But we do get that. It almost like you get it twice because you get it here, but yeah. he doesn't actually win it. But on the night, you think he has. But then you mm-hmm. get it properly. And, and the Great American Bash is when you look online at uh, your know, best matches of Dusty Rhodes' career and so on. The Great American Bash match with Ric Flair in 1986 ranks incredibly high on all these Dusty Rhodes countdowns. It is on the network if anyone wants to go check it out. That is the one I mentioned last week that I don't think there's any commentary on it at all. But Oh, so Shivani was commentating again then? Yeah, he was there, yeah. He was probably on mute like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it is, a, it is a very, very good contest if you can get past the no commentary thing and the crowd noise carries you through anyway. But, yeah, that's kind of kind of it, Maxi, for, for that little uh, jaunt back to 1985. Out of 10, yeah. mate, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, th- this for me is a, it's a hard one to, to put a score to because if you were judging this on the wrestling... It is the shenanigans uh, finish. The, the the wrestling is as basic as it gets. Um, a lot of rest holds. If it wasn't Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes, this would be a piss break match. As simple and clear as that. For the wrestling that's, that's in there, it would be a piss break match. But it is Ric Flair and it is Dusty Rhodes. So they're instantly bumping up. And... The whole storyline as well. You, if you take that into account, this is this is amazing storyline telling. And sometimes it's not the in ring work that matters. It's it is the storytelling. So it, it's got to be a relatively high score. So I think I think I'm gonna go with an eight. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. You've actually rated this higher than me. Well, I'm I'm all about the storyline. There you I... go. I'll, I've given it a seven. I'll give it. A I seven. mean, not much difference. No, fair enough. But it's we we mentioned a few times there. There's rest holds. There's a sleeper. There's an exchange of hammerlocks and so on. It doesn't feel rest hold heavy to me, though. It doesn't feel like it slows down too much with those moves in it, and it feels like. I mean, there are moments when we watch matches and a chin lock gets applied and it seems to slow everything down and drag it down and, and the, you know, the atmosphere disappears and all this sort of stuff. I don't think that happens here. I've, I think that this still goes along at not a quick pace by any stretch of the imagination. It's 1985, but it still goes along at a pace good enough to be entertaining from bell to bell. Mm-hmm. And what's riding on it, the, the world title, and the fact that you've got this storyline with Dusty that you mentioned, Magsy, as well, 
just adds a little bit more sparkle to it for me. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, Ric Flair has had better matches, of course. Dusty has had... These two have had better matches together. But the spectacle of it being Starcade, and even though it didn't last, Dusty winning the belt, uh, I loved it, mate. I loved it. And I, I just love Jim Crockett promotions and that whole era anyway. But yeah, this this to me, I thought was very good. But a seven is kind of as high as I, I think I can go. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Okie doke. Uh, where shall we go next week? Okay. So... Um, I was tempted to not even use this match as the link. I was tempted to go with a, a European tile match, but okay. I think that that was not only bending the rules, that would have broken the rules. So I've, I have got a link. Um, so you think of uh, Dusty Rhodes, you think of Ric Flair, and you think of... These are uh, these have legacies in wrestling. These guys epitomise wrestling, uh, and that um, legacy has been passed down through their loins. In Ric Flair's case, maybe he should have kept his loins to himself on more than one occasion. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, you, I think so. <laughs> you, you talk about um, Charlotte Flair, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. You talk about Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin. Future Hall of Famers. And that got me thinking about other families that that will have like um, multiple generations of Hall of Famers. Uh, and one family really stood out to me, and that's the Ortons. Um, Cowboy right. Bob Orton, obviously, Hall of Famer. And Randy Orton will be a first ballot Hall of Famer when he hangs up the boots. He's arguably uh, one of the best wrestlers that have ever wrestled in in a ring. I mean, his body of work speaks for itself. I mean, this guy has 50 matches that are four stars and above. And this is this is Dave Meltzer rankings, who who hates WWE with a passion, mm-hmm. and he's give Randy on fifty four plus star matches. So I don't think we've covered enough Randy Orton on this show, uh, and it's time we uh, we uh, we delved into there. Um, so I thought we'd go for one of his his good matches, um, and he's had ten four and a half star matches. Um, so there's plenty to pick from. Uh, the obvious one would be Cactus versus uh, Randy Orton, the No Holds Bar match. But I want to actually go with um, a fatal four-way that he had uh, from Backlash of 2007. It was Edge versus John Cena versus Shawn Michaels versus Randy Orton. So that's the match I'm going for. The, the Fatal 4-Way from Backlash 2007. Oh, a bit of Shawn Michaels as well, mate. A bit of Shawn Michaels yeah. as well. Do you, know what's really for everyone. Do you know what's really strange about you bringing that match up? Go on. I watched this probably about a fortnight ago. Really? Just, going, just randomly picking some wrestling to put on in bed as I dozed off, you know, two or whatever. I put this on. And it's fucking amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Well, of this card, I think you've got, um, is it Taker and Batista as well? Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is another banger. But yeah, um, WWE uh, title on the line, Fatal 4-Way, for the, uh, the best wrestlers uh, of this generation. What's, mm. what's, n- what's not to love about it? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic stuff. What a shite that is. I would happily watch that next week. Absolutely brilliant. And also, thinking ahead, think of all the options you've got to link from there again. So, yeah, yeah. great shite, Maxie. Great shite. Uh, you mentioned that we've not seen a lot of Randy Orton. I'm going to go with two wrestlers that I think we haven't seen at all. Maybe one of them popping up in a Royal Rumble for a couple of minutes, but nothing... Oh. Please be Gilbert. Please nah, save Lindsay Gilbert. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Do you know what? I wish I had now. <laughs> but no, no. I'm going to use the title belt itself to link with. So the old ten pounds of gold, the original NW, not the original, but that version of the NWA World Title. Uh, that then became the World Title in TNA for a while. <laughs> And I don't think we've seen enough TNA or Impact Wrestling as it is now known on the show. So I'm going to go with a match that I don't think I've ever seen. Two wrestlers who I think we have not covered before in, and again, for this NWA title and somebody who I didn't even realize held the NWA title. Okay. Raven, you mentioned him earlier on, Raven defended the NWA title on the No Surrender 2005 TNA pay-per-view against Abyss in a dog collar match. Oh. So that is where I would like to head. Back to 2005, No Surrender pay-per-view. It's on YouTube. The show is available in its entirety on YouTube. Uh, Yeah, Raven versus Abyss, NWA title, dog collar match in the main event of No Surrender 2005. So who did you not realize had been the champion? Raven. Yeah, I didn't realize Raven had held that title, that that championship belt. And when I saw an image of it, it looks weird. (laughs) It looks so strange, Raven holding that belt. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, not a match that I remember seeing. Um, mm. But yeah, that'll that'll be a cool pick. And yeah, yeah. Uh, as Cam says in in the in the chat, he knows what Dan's going to vote for because well, he thing loves is, himself a bit of TNA. We've got a couple of people who love TNA from different like Scottish Danny loves TNA, but I think he's very much his ballpark is slightly later than that. But um, oh yeah, I've got a message here. I will chat that out in a moment, King Pig Spiders. Thank you. And it's it's it can work for or against you with this because if they I've never seen this, they probably have. If it's shit, they're not going to vote for it, and I don't know, you know. So, <laughs> oh look at this, Bruno Andre. Look at the horseman. This is fantastic. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Everyone uh, listening on the audio <laughs> podcast version later in the week who want to see this version of the Four Horsemen, <laughs> that is, oh my God. It's spot on. It's absolutely spot on. We have Peter Andre, Frank, <laughs> Frank Bruno. Bruno. With the wig as well, with the Ric Flair hair, that's, that's amazing. Dan Great Griffin, work. Cam Griffin, and, and Pig's Bladders himself there. Uh, yeah, just 
absolutely fantastic stuff go and check it out on the chain wrestling twitter account at chain underscore wrestling there i'll retweet it once the show is finished with but yeah that is fantastic pigs brothers i knew you wouldn't let us die my friend that is amazing nailed it absolutely nailed it but those are your options for this week's poll. We have a fatal four-way for the WWE title from Backlash 2007. Randy Orton versus Edge versus Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. There is some talent there and some yeah. world title reigns. And so why? Or we head to, well, I suppose very much the early days of TNA wrestling. Uh, a dog collar match from No Surrender 2005 between Raven and Abyss. Those are your options. The poll will be up earlier than it was this week because I swear to God, I'm not going to forget. I promise. I promise. And I know Sharon will badger me and remind me and uh, irritate me until it's done. So there we go. Yeah, great stuff. Um, is there anything else in the chat we should be looking at, Magsy, before we depart tonight? Yeah, we've, we've got Cam saying uh, he knows that what uh, Dan's voting for. TNA is going to get his vote every time. Cam is scarred by that picture, but he admits that it is amazing work. Um, Scotty Sally says it's a hard choice, but he may be going with WWE this week. So there's there's already dissension in the the CWF ranks. Interesting stuff. Interesting Mm -hmm. stuff. But there we go. Magsy. Whereabouts can people find you online if they so wish to be ignored? <laughs> I, know, I, am, I am so so ignorant um, on social media. I just don't. I don't check it at all. Um, but listen out for me. Uh, and this is a, a cheap plug. Listen out for me on the on Steve Wars podcast in the yes. very near future. We had the. Pl- I, I, I want to say a pleasure because I got to chat to Steve Wars for a couple of hours, but we did watch the raw after the part bomb um and it's not a good show the the podcast is a brilliant show the chat that me and steve had is a uh, is amazing and yeah it's a, uh, such a great um a great time to, to mm. just yeah. sit in chinwag with him um we actually um tested a new format out as well so listen out for that uh how that oh, goes um but yeah you can uh check me out on on steve Wars podcast in the in the upcoming weeks in terms of social media um i'm on twitter well i have a twitter account uh, <laughs> i don't use it i have a tiktok account i don't use that either um at podfather mags on twitter at mags all pods on on tiktok um so yeah that's where you can find me but as we say every week um I just want to say thank you to all you guys for for listening every week, for tuning every week, for getting involved. You guys make this show. If it were just me and Sam, we would be in and out in 20 minutes. But you guys, you you make us go Broadway, um, two-hour <laughs> shows, and we, we absolutely love you all for it. You're, you're, just, you're the stars of this show, not me, um, and certainly not Sam. No, definitely not me. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> As the intro said, it's a podcast charade, mate. As a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to second that as well everybody in the cwf everyone who listens to the audio version joins us live on a monday comments in the chat retweets our stuff votes gets involved in non-wrestling topic um my good lady sharon acting as our quiz master earlier on amazing everybody you're, you're all fantastic it is brilliant stuff all i ask of you please is you are following the show on twitter at chain underscore wrestling following the network at sjp raw media and you're also doing the same with regards to your podcast player platforms providers etc 
make sure you're uh, subscribed and so on on Spotify Apple wherever you get your podcasts and also with the YouTube channel itself we want more subscribers there as well please and if you see fit I would love you to leave us a lovely fat five star review because we are fucking superstars but yes there you go the network is at SJP World Media and the show itself at chain underscore wrestling magazine I'm off now to scour YouTube and see what other TNA events I can find for three and not have to pay for because I love it and I'm off to watch a, a Gilbert marathon. See you all, guys.